Hello and welcome to Agile at Lundbeck. We've all heard about Agile, but what exactly is it? On Agile at Lundbeck, we ask various stakeholders to give their take on your questions about Agile. So you understand it, form and inform your own opinions, and maybe even implement it when it makes sense. I'm Mette Michael, And I'm Christine Jensen, and we're your hosts on Agile at Lundbeck. Welcome to Agile at Lundbeck. Today we will talk about the Scrum Master and we have invited you, Despina Kotzi. So welcome, Despina. We've both been with Lundbeck for several years and we've also had the opportunity to work together on previous projects. And maybe you can start out just by telling us a bit about yourself and why you wanted to become a Scrum Master. So I started in Lundbeck about 15 years ago. And I started working in the Greek subsidiary at that point in the finance department. And there was an opportunity in headquarters uh, to work particularly with that part, with the um, finance applications. I moved into IT by becoming an IT solution architect. I was very motivated by working with teams and the capacity that teams have to create good solutions, provided they get the support and they get a good context around that. What are the projects and the teams that you have uh, worked on as a Scrum Master? What has been the objectives of these teams? Earlier in 2020, I worked with two teams that basically delivered analytic solution, one in finance and the other one in our people and organization. And what both teams aim to do, of course, is to get more insights from the data we already have. So how can we make better decisions financially? Well, how can we make better decisions in the way we choose talent or we understand the employees in this company, what motivates them, what not, and so on. And most recently, I joined the ProDintel team. So that's a team that uh, works with advanced analytics. So again, using a lot of data around production processes, how can we improve them? Where can we uh, create more value through this data? So I also work as a Scrum Master in a team called the Platform Team. And their vision is to deliver a platform that offers various digital services for Lundbeck. So Despina, you had at the time moved from finance into uh, IT. And how did you actually manage to become a Scrum Master? And what did you like about it? Personally, I, I was driven by improvement. How can I do things better? How can teams do things better. I also realized that there was something in the way we, we were running projects that was not exactly working. So we were investing too much on planning and less so on saying, well, okay, let's try it out and see if our assumption was good. And then suddenly the digital agile lab came to existence. And that showed me some of the mistakes that I have been doing. So how much I have been bringing my assumptions into the way we are running projects, designing solutions, and so on. One of my other good colleagues passed on a free seat on a Scrum Master training. So I went to the Scrum Master training and I was like, fantastic. That's what I like. Uh, teams that are empowered, a lot about processes, but not in a fixed way, but something that ensures we're making progress. So there were many good things I learned in this two days training. Uh, but still, I was missing, like, I still need an opportunity to actually practice it. And then my now manager joined the company. So I talked to her about, uh, I would like to 
be a scrum master for a team. How can we do that? So the moment the opportunity came, said, let's try it. So that's how it happened. Great. It's possible to arrange these opportunities where you actually evolve into uh, new aspects. So Despina, we've also had the opportunity to uh, work together on previous projects. At the time, it was a project to optimize the financial processes for the affiliates. I was in commercial. You were in finance or IT, I believe. And um, I'm sure that if you think back on, on some of the things we did back then and how we approach the problems, there's a difference compared to the way you do it now. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about what you have learned at a personal level. Yes. So there was something about me working in, in this space of finance and IT applications for a while that always set me up to think things in a certain way. So I was like, okay, I know how users behave in this situation. I know what they want when they want a report about our financial performance. And I always assumed that I knew and I knew because I was such an experienced person in that domain. But I think what I learned a lot, and I don't know if it's the hard way, but for me, it was at least a pleasant way in the end, was that, you know, these assumptions or this expertise does not always work for me, but it works against me because I assume on behalf of somebody else instead of, can you tell me about your needs? So what is it that you're looking for when you are looking for a report, for example? When we are talking often about agile, we talk about uh, complex problems and what do we mean by that? We mean problems that maybe we don't understand so much. Uh, what is causing them? What exactly can we do to solve them? We don't understand the technology that we can use to solve them. And that always was exciting. But at the same time, there was a certain type of agony that came to it. Or I don't know exactly how to do it. And that created discomfort because I'm not sure. I, d I don't know. How do I address it? How do we work with that as a team? And With Agile, I think what I realized is that there is like just a flip with accepting that discomfort and saying, okay, I don't know it, so I don't have to make a, a lengthy, very detailed plan about something I don't know because it will not get better. I will just create a, yeah, a situation where I have tricked myself to think that I did a better planning. But then what is a better approach is, okay, let me take a smaller step and a smaller step and So we just talked about slicing projects into smaller parts. So why is it you think that works? Personally, I tend to think a lot about risks. I tend to think a lot about things that don't work, like, oh, this will not work in this situation. This will not work in this situation. But this more stepwise approach relieved me of that burden of try to foresee everything that comes. Okay, I, I will foresee what is the next thing in front of me and what I can do about it. So basically what you're saying is that when working in bigger projects, it can be a help uh, to the team if you try to slice it into smaller pieces that will reduce the risk and it will allow the team to focus the work on the immediate next thing at hand, if I hear you correctly. So now that was some of the learnings that you have had. If we think about now the team, What's some of the feedback that you have received from the team when working in the Scrum setup? So the teams recognize how some of the ways of working in Agile and in particular Scrum helps them achieve focus. So, for example, having a product backlog where we order 
what we should work on. The product owner does that in collaboration, of course, with stakeholders. That allows the team to see, okay, this is what we are here for. The fact that we have these short delivery cycles, the sprints, and some, we call them events, but in a sense, they are meetings that help us stay on pace. Also help us make progress and inspect whether we are making progress. So every meeting has a purpose. And I think the teams, to be honest, at the beginning, they also find it overwhelming with all these events and all this, oh, new terminology and what is this for and what is that for? But once there is an established understanding of, you know, we're doing this event, we're doing the sprint planning to have an alignment and common understanding in the team, what we are heading for in the next two weeks, then uh, they say, okay, great. These events are actually working for us. Uh, that makes good sense. People want to understand uh, why they're doing things. And another thing, when we only deliver smaller parts, how do we actually secure that we deliver the quality that requires in the bigger picture? Yeah, don't be afraid to sow something unfinished. What do we actually mean? Do we imply that then Agile says, oh, just deliver unfinished stuff and it's going to be great? Agile actually in Scrum now in particular has something that is called definition of done. The definition of done is basically a set of criteria, quality criteria for when something is good enough to meet the user, to meet the customer. I think it's important to say that when we are saying it doesn't have to be perfect, we mean it's, you don't know exactly how to, to get to the end of what you're trying to solve. So just take small steps and it's fine that you took the next small step so you don't have to squeeze yourself to make that a big solution if you don't know how exactly it will look like today to be like okay i will try to imagine the world i cannot describe it to you my manager cannot really understand why i can only say what i will do the next two weeks or the next five sprints when we are in a little bit more mature team where we have a roadmap of things we are going to work on but that, that pressure put on teams to exactly say what they're going to work on, first of all, doesn't make the teams work better. And then it also is created from the fact that we are trying to control a situation. And I mentioned earlier in, in our talk that we should accept to some extent that we don't know. Like, we should say it out loud. I don't know. Uh, and here's why, how I thought I would go about it. Is there anything else that the team have talked about being difficult or where the team has uh, experienced challenges? So if I'm part of a team that besides, of course, delivering value has as an aim to become more and more self-organized and feel empowered to make decisions and so on. So how does my manager fit into all of this? And that's a very legitimate question at I think that's one of the areas that we could maybe focus a little bit more on going forward. How does management support agile teams? They could, for example, support them when teams won't help to remove obstacles. They could help with the making sure that we are prioritizing the right products. And one of the things that the Scrum Master does and I do is to work with management to create that understanding. So... How can they support teams to become more effective? How can they support teams to deliver greater value? So here in the Agile podcast, we have several times talked about the importance of finding the appropriate way of working that fits with the project at hand. Just to say that Agile doesn't necessarily fit to everything. Yes, yeah, so there are a few circumstances or a few things that need to be true for Agile 
to work for us. So one of them is that we recognize there is a problem and we also recognize there is somebody and that we Nazel call the product owner that knows a lot about that problem and we trust that person and the idea they have of how to go about it with okay you get all the mandate to need you need to solve this problem so when that doesn't happen so when management stakeholders cannot let that go and run this decision making the teams also need focus and to get that focus they need some time in what they're working with So often we talk about stable teams in Agile. Stable can mean a lot of things, but what we mean is that you have sufficient time to work on your assignment together with your colleagues that have the same direction and the same focus and that you also don't keep changing a lot your assignments, right? Because then you can grow more as a team. You can grow your understanding of each other. You can grow your understanding of the problem you're working with, the solution that you are heading to. So if we cannot satisfy that and we can only say, okay, I can only find two hours for these projects and everybody just has two hours in, you know, the course of a week, it's hard to make progress. Agile is still new to Lundbeck and that is fine. It's not that we should do Agile everywhere. We shouldn't. We should find the, the right products or the right circumstances where Agile makes sense. However, the fact that we are a company that has certain practices that are not Agile and certain structures that are not Agile sometimes, of course, has a spillover on how the Agile teams run. They cannot be more effective than their environment is. And that's where the Scrum Master role is also quite important to help the organization see that. So not we need to change this because Scrum says we should change it. No, we should change it because it will help the team become more effective. And I need to find what is the best thing I can do to help this team continue progressing towards their goal, continue progressing towards their maturity as a self-organizing team. And I do that a lot by asking questions and uh, indicating you know, that the the best answer is in you. So now rounding off on uh, this podcast, Despina, it's also great to hear that you just mentioned a couple of my favorite topics, the whole point about prioritizing that allows you to focus, that allows uh, sufficient allocation of time so that we do not do too much uh, multitasking, but rather increase productivity by focusing on the first things first and delivering the value there. Thank you very much for joining the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's an exciting topic. It has changed a lot me personally and the teams I work with. But I hope I didn't come off as a person that pushes Agile everywhere. <laughs>